on today's Locked On Royals podcast, a daily podcast about the Kansas City Royals and Major League Baseball. We're going to break down and preview the NLDS. What could be one of the best playoff series ever? The first one between the Dodgers and the Giants? What could be a fun series between the Brewers and the Braves? And all that happened yesterday to open up ALDS play is all coming up on the Locked On Royals podcast. On the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams are day. You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Royals. Email the show, LockedOnRoyals.com. Listen, baseball, postseason baseball is back. It is four-game Friday It should be a national holiday to have four-game Friday. It really should. You should not have to work or do anything other than watch baseball today on four-game Friday. That's just my idea, my rule that I would hope to have one day in this world. But luckily, with streaming devices and all of the access online, you can probably get around that and watch the afternoon games, whatever you're doing this afternoon. We've got a ton of baseball, four green, four games worth. What could be the last time that we see a four-game slate until spring training? So soak it in. Starting at one o'clock, Astros White Sox, three thirty, Brewers Braves, six o'clock, Red Sox Rays, eight thirty, Dodgers Giants. Soak it in, soak it in, because there's no guarantee. If this gets pushed to Monday, Monday would be the final chance to have one, and that would take the AL series just going to four. So soak it in, just in case, just in case. On today's show, we're going to break down the NLDS series with our national expert, Gordon Beckham, former major leaguer. He has the experience. He'll let you know what to watch for from a player's perspective. We'll start with that first NL matchup between the Brewers and the Braves right now on the Locked On Royals podcast. Hey everyone, I am Kim Becker here with a Locked On Now Insider Report. The MLB Divisional Series are getting started and here to break down the games is Locked On MLB Insider Gordon Beckham. Gordon, let's talk Atlanta Braves, Milwaukee Brewers. The Atlanta Let's Braves have won 88 games in the NL East in a season where the NL East wasn't the strongest division, while the Brewers won 95 games and the NL Central. What are your thoughts on both of these teams coming into this series? Yeah, I, I, I watched the Braves a lot. I did some commentating on them throughout the season. And the thing that not- I noticed is they they were really out of it uh, at the end of July. And then all of a sudden they made some 
some great changes to their lineup and all of a sudden their lineup got really competitive. And then the guys that were on the mound taking the bump, they basically got on the mound and did what they were supposed to do. Charlie Morton, Max Freed, um, and then Ian Anderson really showed, showed who they are down the stretch. They pitched great. They're, uh, and then you've got Milwaukee, um, who has done it with pitching, you know, all year. I mean, a, a good friend of mine, Buster Posey, said that they have the best one-two punch he's seen in a long time. Um, so you've got Burns and Woodruff kind of there, and then Freddie Peralta right behind him. So their pitching staff is loaded. And then, uh, you know, a lot of big names in Milwaukee, not not so much in Atlanta. I feel like it, Atlanta is kind of a team of, of, in a way, misfits. I mean, they got uh, Duvall from – from Miami and they got Solaire who was hitting under 200 in Kansas city. And they've, they've all of a sudden blossomed when they've gotten to Atlanta. I mean, Brian Snicker is a big reason for that. He's a great manager and he knows how to handle the room. And so uh, you're going to have a great series here. I think this is really good. I think that um, I, everybody's assuming that the brewers are going to show up and, and do well, but just a small little reminder is that Burns really struggled against the Braves when he pitched in Atlanta. So yeah. we'll see. Well, and speaking of since the trade deadline, the Braves starting rotation has had the third best ERA in baseball. So how do you think that the Brewers are going to be able to attack that pitching game? Well, the Brewers have got really like they've got pros. I mean, they've got pros at the plate. They've done it a long time. They're big names. Colton Wong, um, Eduardo Escobar. Uh, you, I mean, just go down the list. Uh, Yelich is out there. Um, I'm missing a few guys, but you, you get the point. They're really good. And uh, when they can put it bats like that together, you have to be on your A game. So Atlanta has to really hit their spots. They've got to be doing the right thing on the on the mound, keeping the ball out of the air because Milwaukee is a launching pad, just like Atlanta is. So um, I think if uh, Milwaukee can just allow themselves to not chase, uh, you know, especially with Charlie Morton with the big curveball to start off, you know, not chase that, make him throw it for strikes. If they can do that, get some runners on, put some pressure on the Braves, and I think it's going to be a good series uh, for Milwaukee. All right. Well, let's let's flip it over here because we're not sleeping on the Brewers pitching either. I mean, they're pretty strong in that. So on the flip side, what do you think that the Braves have to hone in on with their offense? Yeah, uh, the Brewers are really good. I just said it. I mean, one of the best one-two punches from one of the best catchers in the game right now. Um, that's what he said, at least. So um, when you when you know that's coming, uh, you look to past experience. And the Braves have done well against uh, Barnes, you know. Um, and I think that because of that, they're gonna ha- they're gonna be able to go right back to um, what they what they felt in July. Uh, their offense has gotten a lot better since then too. I mean, they've just added some really veteran guys that are know how to ha- handle it bad. Uh, these this the Braves were in the middle of nowhere, and all of a sudden. Uh, they just streak to winning the a, uh, the NLE, excuse me. And the biggest thing for the Braves offense is their infield. I mean, all, all the guys hit over 200, uh, 20, 20 home runs and just were dominant. I mean, just, just, you had like MVPs out there. I mean, Ozzy Albies over 30, um, 30 home runs from a second baseman. That's, it's not easy to do. And so they're, they've got big bats in the infield and look to look to see the ball up and drive it deep. Yeah, it sounds like they've got some momentum rolling here too. So this one will be interesting. Oh yeah, I mean they they've really they've they've turned it around. I mean watching them, I thought that they were dead at the end of uh, July, and they're they're in it, and they're a dangerous team. Everybody's overlooking them. All right, well it's going to be exciting, Gordon. Thank you so much, and for everybody listening, make sure that you stay tuned to your local Locked On podcast for more insider analysis and local experts.
Locked on your team every day. This Braves team is so weird to me. I, I don't even know how to begin to evaluate this Braves team. I find it hard to believe that the Braves are going to beat the, the Brewers because they played such in a bad division, the Braves did. They're so beat up right now. They have the long ball aspect, but am I going to bet on its team to hit home runs against the Brewers pitching staff? I just, I'm leaning Bray. I'm leaving, uh, I'm leaning Brewers here heavily. And I'm also leaning Spotify green room heavily, which you should be uh, on right now. It's an app that you can go to and download and listen and join rooms. It's a great app. Join and join live conversations with your favorite podcasters and content creators over there on Spotify Green Room. Also, I'm feeling Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCK15. Get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Coconut, cherry raspberry, cherry barcia, mint brownie, double chocolate brownie, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. My favorite flavor is the cookies and cream option. If you haven't tried all your flavors yet, order the mix box. The mix box will give you two of every flavor, and you can try them all out by using Built Bar. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs. All tasty, all healthy, all great. BuiltBar.com. Promo code LOCK15, 15% off your next order at Built Bars, and they are great for pre-workout, post-workout, or even as a replacement. You will not want to miss out on Built Bars. They are phenomenal. They're the official protein bar of the U.S. Shock and Field team. How cool is that? Make sure you check out Built Bars and that cookies and cream Built Bar is delicious. Coming up, we'll continue previewing the NLDS series. We are back on the Lockdown Worlds podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. And let's hear what this former major leaguer, Gordon Beckham, has to say about what might be one of the best playoff series of all time. These two teams went back and forth in the regular season. They finish with almost identical records. Like, it was incredible to watch these two teams uh, keep pace with one another. They finished with 107 wins for the Giants and 106 wins for the Dodgers. Although, technically speaking, this season, considering the wild card game, they both have 107 wins. But, of course, the postseason wins do not count with the regular season wins. So, this will start out in San Francisco. That's a big advantage. I will say... The crowd in L.A. impressed me on on Wednesday. I hope that they can keep that atmosphere, that intensity, and I think with this rivalry that they will, because I know San Fran's going to bring it. We saw that in 2014. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. Make sure you tune in, and let's hear what the former major leaguer has to say about this rivalry, this series. What's going on, everybody? This is Kim Becker with a Locked On Now Insider Report. The MLB Divisional Series are getting started. And here to break them all down for us is our MLB Insider, Gordon Beckham. Gordon, how you doing? I'm good, Kim. How are you? Good, good. We're going to talk about the last wild card game that brought us to this scenario, the Dodgers, with a dramatic ending over the Cardinals. How do you think that momentum is going to carry on for their new series against the Giants? Yeah, I mean, what a, what an ending to the game that we just uh, saw, and uh, it's it's pretty amazing to to watch the Dodgers do what they do. I mean, every year they're just pumping out wins, right? I mean, that was that was an electric electric game 
um, in Dodger Stadium. And now they got to go up to the Bay to face the team that basically made them uh, have to do that play-in game in the in the Giants. And it, it, I just looked at the schedules uh, when they were finishing the season. You had the Dodgers eighteen and three. You had the Giants twenty-two and and five to end the season. I mean, it's just stupid. Like some of the some of the numbers here, are unbelievable. I mean, for the Giants to hold off the Dodgers. Um, it really shows you kind of what they're all about, but it is going to be an awesome series. I think everybody kind of wanted to see it, and uh, and we got it. Well, let's talk about some other stupid numbers. The Giants, with such a historic season, 107 wins. What do you think the biggest factor to their success was this season? I, I think it, it, they've got a great mix, right? They've got a good good mix of young guys, old guys. Uh, they kind of came out of nowhere, and generally when teams come out of nowhere – they, they, they start off really hot, and then they kind of fizzle out. And the Giants never did. I almost kind of expect, expected it because they're just a, a team that wasn't expected to be this good. But I think it's it's veteran leadership. And when you have Buster Posey behind the plate, um, it, it adds a certain element to a lineup. I mean, he's been there. He's done that. He's won three World Series. Um, you've got Longoria at third base. You've got some guys sprinkled in all over. Bryant's a big trade to come over, although he hasn't played great. There's just uh, – the offense is good. You've got guys like Lamont Wade Jr. stepping up, doing some things that um, nobody expected them to do. Um, so, And then you've got their pitching, which is fantastic. They've done everything they need to do to get their team to where they want to go. And um, it's, it's going to be a special series. I'm excited. Well, sometimes when the expectations are lower, that's when these guys flourish. I mean, I think we can say that kind of across any sport, but it's always fun to kind of see that happen. So the underdog not story, which yeah, they're not really underdogs this year. They're, they're not. They're not. They're very good. 107. Not well, 107 wins. People don't understand how hard that is. I mean, it, it's just it, – and the fact that they had to beat a team that had 106, uh, that's pretty special. Just nuts. And another statistic that's nuts, they were the team to have the most home runs in the National League while also giving up the fewest. I mean, how do you even begin to attack this team in this series? Yeah, I, I think that if there's a team to do it, it's the team that won 106 yeah. games. I mean, you know, what what I see from the Giants is just the fact that they just show up every day and they play and they're the same team and they have fun doing it. Um, I, I really think that I'll, I'll get back to it. I think Buster Posey's a big reason for it. Um, he's a veteran presence. He's been around. He's done it. He's got other guys sprinkled in that have done it. But the Dodgers are no slouch. I mean, the Dodgers are – they have all the big names. I mean, you kind of have little – like in a way – the people that have all the big names, you got, you know, Goliath over there and the Dodgers, and then you got little David over here just racking up wins and everybody thinks they're going to fade and they never do. And so I think that the part of the trial by fire that they went through is going to have them fully prepared for this series. Um, so um, I, I, I honestly, I, I think that any baseball fan, if they're a serious baseball fan, will, will want to tune into these games. Yeah, no kidding. Well, I, I got to hear this one then. What's your prediction for this series? I've gone back and forth like 15 Ooh. times in my head when I've been thinking about this. Um, I'm going to go with my good friend Buster Posey and the Giants. I think it's going to take five games, um, but I think that they're going to eke out a, eat a, eke out a uh, series victory against the Dodgers. All right. Well, this one's definitely going to be fun. I hope that you and I can continue to chat about it as it goes on because I'm sure you're going to have a lot more to tell us, and I'm very excited about it. Can't wait, Kim. All right. Thanks so much. And for everybody listening, make sure that you stay tuned to your local Locked On podcast for more insider analysis and local experts. Locked On, your team every day.
look, I'm not sure how anyone beats this Dodgers team, especially with that momentum boost, that emotion boost that they got from that walk-off home run in the wild card game. A team with confidence, a team with emotion, a team with swagger, that's always hard to beat. And then we talk about the most talented team on paper in all of Major League Baseball. That's a new challenge. It's a brand new beast. And, you know, I'm going to say that the Dodgers roster is unfair. And what I mean by that is it's unfair how one organization can be so smart. They've just outsmarted you. People can say that they've bought championships. No, they haven't. No, they haven't. This Dodgers team is incredible at drafting, at developing homegrown talent. And then when they develop that homegrown talent, still having enough prospects to go trade for Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. Think about how great your organization has to be to have that many homegrown studs that fill up your lineup and produce at the major league level and also so many down on the farm that you throw them out to the the wolves to get back major league proven stars. Not good players, not quality players, stars. That's what you got back for your minor leaguers you didn't call up. And then you also make trades in the margins. That's what you want to do. That's what everyone's working towards is drafting very well, loading up a farm system and using that farm system to trade in the margins to get better, and then making a big splash. It's the formula. That is the formula to win baseball games. They're not out here buying every position on their roster. They've done it by trades. They've done it by, of course, drafting. So if you're going to tell me small markets can't draft well as good as the Dodgers or cannot make trades as good as the Dodgers, well, then why do we have small markets? Then what can small markets do? This team is a juggernaut. The Rays are a juggernaut, and they did it by using the small market formula, specifically the Rays, of course. But it's not like the Dodgers' entire nine is just guys that they bought, guys from free agency. It's a little column A, a little column B, a little column C, but as we see in Tampa, the column A and B is good enough to have a wildly competitive team each and every year. So I'm done with the excuses. If you have a smart GM, if you have smart baseball people, you can build something sustainable. Even the Red Sox aren't bought you know, where they're at right now. Now, they're going to lose in the DS, but they're at least competitive this year. The White Sox have a ton of young guys. This is how you win. You don't win by just buying up talent the way that people people just kind of label teams like New York and teams like LA. That's not these sports. That's not this sport. So, if anything, the fact that this Dodgers roster is unfair and you have guys like Chris Taylor coming off the bench and being late-inning heroes whenever they'd start on almost 28 other ball clubs... That should not dissuade you as a small market fan. That should encourage you because they're doing exactly what small market teams should do. So make sure you think about that as we enter in the postseason. Coming up, we'll talk more about the postseason because I'm not sure who can beat the Dodgers. All that's coming up, but first, I want to say right now, our good friends over at betonline.ag. BetOnline is your online sportbook experts. Use promo code Locked on whenever you put your first deposit in. And whenever you do that and you use our code locked on, 
And if you have your first deposit, you're going to receive a 50% welcome bonus. You can bet on football, basketball, boxing, baseball, right up to playing your favorite Vegas, Vegas casino games. So do not wait. Take advantage right now for the 2021 season. Make sure that you're taking advantage right now because you can bet on the Chiefs. You can bet on college ball, bet on Major League Baseball, bet on the NBA, bet on everything you want to. At betonline.ag, promo code locked on gets you 50% on your welcome bonus. We are back on the Lockdown Rose Podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. So we've recapped, I, mean, I should say we've previewed the NLDS, we've previewed the ALDS, and since then we've gotten some results. It went as we expected. Home teams won the first game of each series. And they won very convincingly. Like, very convincingly. The Astros win 6-1. The Rays win 5-0. I think that all the pressure in the world is on the White Sox. The, the Rays series is over. I told you that yesterday. As long as the Rays can take care of business game one, they've even the playing field on the emotional level. And then the way that they just obliterated the White Sox and the Red Sox in this game, that series is done. I'm interested in the series in Houston because I believe that the White Sox kind of punted game one. What I mean by that is Lance Lynn has been awful. I mean, Lance Lynn has been just t- totally dreadful against Houston. And I think that they put him out on the mound in game one as a kind of gimme game, right? If, if, if they somehow had success with Lance Lynn on the bump for the first time ever in his career almost against Houston, especially recently, of course, against Houston, if he somehow won us game one as a guy who always loses to the Astros, well, then now we're playing with house money because now we're going to go with our real ace and Giolito. So I think they just kind of did this the opposite way than what you would expect. We'll waste the guy that we think is going to lose and we're 99% sure he's going to lose. We'll waste him against your best arm and then we'll use our best arm, Giolito, against you know your second guy and try to outdo you in that capacity. Obviously, though, if you go down 0-2, the series is, for all intents and purposes, over if you go down 0-2, going back to Chicago. Because I say that because you know the Astros have so much more experience than the White Sox in the postseason that even if the White Sox win in Chicago and make things interesting and you know kind of punch back, the Astros can handle punches, I believe, more than the White Sox can. So the White Sox just have to avoid that knockout today. They have to be able to bob and weave, stay alive, and be able to make sure that they can win tonight and win this afternoon and win this morning almost. Because, you know, depending on the on the coastline you're on, this game is almost played in the morning. It's played at 1 o'clock in the afternoon Central Time. Uh, so just stay alive this afternoon, whatever we, time frame you want to use. And then the, the, the Rays are just great. The, the Rays are just one of the best teams in baseball. Um, tough for the Red Sox and any team to run into that buzzsaw. And that series is over. I mean, you have Randy Rosarena going back to his postseason form of hitting a home run and stealing home. And like, he's just great. And he's awesome. He's the best ever. Uh, the Rays are so, so good. And I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous of the Rays. I want the Royals to be the Rays so bad. I don't care about having guys long-term just cycle them through and keep cycling in new guys that are better and good and awesome. And we'll love those guys. And if they're only here two years and you get another awesome guy in the third year, that's fine too. Just keep getting awesome players. How about that? 
I don't need the storylines. I need the awesome players and the wins and the competitiveness every single season. The sustainability is what I need. I don't care in what form or fashion it comes in. The Rays are who what every small market team should try to be. And what every baseball team should try to, to, try to be, no matter, what, no matter what market you're in. It's why the Dodgers hired a bunch of Rays guys to duplicate that with money. So, that series is over to me. The Rays are going to walk. Now, the White Sox can still make things interesting. Of course, we have the entire NL in front of us. So, make sure you subscribe and tune back in for all the postseason coverage on Lockdown Royals before we get into the winter meetings and the offseason coverage and the moves that they can make throughout this offseason. So, until next time, be good and be good to one another.